Webmaster Radio helps you to find your inner peace and help you discover the key to success. Webmaster Radio presents Good Karma. Whether you are a newbie or an experienced internet explorer, it's time to find the answers that you seek. Ask the questions that others are afraid to ask and earn the rewards of your good karma. And now Webmaster Radio presents Good Karma. Here is your host, Good ROI, Greg Nyland. Hey everybody, this is Greg Nyland, a.k.a. Good ROI, and we're here at Good Karma, the radio show devoted to helping newbies and also veterans break into new markets online because we bring the experts who have blazed the trail and helped everyone make money, and so that way you don't have to be lonely on top. We can have everyone on top and be successful. Today, this week, we're going to be covering Google AdWords, uh, especially very uh, important this week and for the next few weeks because of the holiday season. So today, listening in and helping us out is Frederick Valles, Senior Online Product Specialist for Google AdWords. And thanks uh, to Mike and Matt at Google for helping arrange this. Hey, Frederick, how you doing? Hey, Greg. Hey, uh, you just have uh, lunch yet? Is uh, Chef Charlie serving up food still or no? Oh, yeah, I just had a great lunch from uh, Chef Charlie. Oh, excellent. Chef Charlie, the world-renowned Google chef, unfortunately is leaving to start up his new restaurant for people who are wondering who Chef Charlie is. But now that we're all uh, well-fed, let's get into this. So what's going on with Google AdWords? It seems like every day you guys have been launching something new the last few months over there. Right. Over the, the past couple of years, we've definitely been uh, innovating all the time and adding new features and uh, new products to the AdWords feature set. Mm-hmm. Um, and much of it is in response really to what the customers have been asking for and the experiences that we're getting um, with anybody from a newbie advertiser to the very biggest advertisers. And they obviously have a very um, different ranges of demands and uh, what they would like to do with the system. Um, and so we've introduced a number of very exciting things lately. Google AdWords, for anyone who has not done it or hasn't done it recently, I should say, it's definitely something to get back into because there's no minimum uh, bids really anymore. You know, it right. used to be five cents, but now you guys have come up with a much smarter way to do things now. Right. So uh, we understood that in the, the old way of doing things, we had a minimum click-through rate threshold. Mm-hmm. Um, and a five cent minimum CPC. But the thing that we would often run into is that customers had a keyword that was pretty high value to them, uh, but maybe it was a pretty new product or maybe it was something that was very seasonal. Right. And the click-through rate wouldn't actually meet uh, the threshold required to stay live on the system. So what we would do in the past is we disabled those keywords. Uh, and obviously that led to quite a bit of frustration because if you're selling Christmas trees, then um, you know, obviously that's not going to get a very good click-through rate in uh, August. Yeah. But when it comes to <laughs> December, then everybody's into buying those, so you don't want those keywords to become disabled and essentially lock you out of uh, having that business for you. So what the quality-based minimum system does is it assigns a quality score to every keyword. Mm-hmm. And this quality score is it's effectively a combination of a bunch of factors, including the click-through rate, but also how closely related uh, the keyword is to your ad text, uh, we're integrating all sorts of different quality signals into that all the time, uh, such as landing page quality, for example. And then based on that, we come up with a, a minimum bid that is required for that keyword to remain active in the system. Um, and that can be as low as one cent. So if you're a great advertiser and you have a keyword that is fantastic quality, 
Um, so it has a very high quality score. Then you could be bidding as low as one cent. And you can actually get clicks on that keyword. So the, the, the other point to that is that if you have a keyword and maybe we don't think it's great quality because it is so new and you're um, in a completely new industry, for example, mm-hmm. then at least we give you the option to bid, for example, the 20 cent minimum CPC. And then over time, as you prove that, yes, your ad is in fact very relevant and of high quality, then the system starts to recognize that and will effectively lower your min CPC over time, whereas in the past, these people would have been completely locked out of the system uh, right. the moment they became disabled. So now you're handing back control to the users and helping them decide how to spend their advertising dollars, you know, because recently I was playing around with the system, and like you were saying, there were some keywords, and I had to actually bid a lot higher than I originally wanted to. But once I proved that my ads had such a good CTR, I was able to cut my bids by 80%. Exactly. You know, and actually, the rankings all stayed the same. You know, it's just a great system for newbies to get in there, and especially now with the holidays, easy to make, you know, some additional sales online. And that's, uh, in fact, an important point for people to remember, especially if they're a newbie, and they may be used to maybe an advertising system where everything is based on the highest uh, CPC that you set, Mm -hmm. and that determines your ranking. Uh, but in Google AdWords, it's uh, not at all the case. So your maximum CPC is taken in combination with the relevance of your ad, so your quality score. And we multiply those two, and that then effectively determines your uh, ranking in the system. Um, oh. So definitely a place where newbies could get lost is if they don't understand that the relevance of the ad is so important, um, and they may be you know, focused too much on a setting in a high bid as opposed to really targeting that ad to the right audience, and then they get into some trouble and uh, maybe causes some frustration. Yeah, that's a huge thing that um, you guys were recently talking on your blog, your uh, AdWords blog. Um, You guys gave out some really nice, helpful hints. I strongly suggest everyone who's interested in AdWords head over there. It's at adwords.blogspot.com. And you guys were talking about how unique it is that Google goes for the relevancy. Right. And if you guys, you know, just tweak your good title tags... Get a good description, and if you get the click-through rate and the other quality signals up there, you can be saving a ton of advertising dollars, which is just brilliant, I mean, to help reward the smart marketers. Because if I'm a new marketer, but, you know, I'm giving you guys great content that's really helping the user, you know, it's just a really good system because you're rewarding that. So now I believe you do uh, quite a bit of the work on the uh, bidding system, and you guys just did some new work on the content system. Right. You want to talk about that for a little bit? Yeah. So on the content system, well, first of all, we, we have a pretty big network of advertising sites. So we have the Google websites, but we also have the, the search domains. And then the third thing is the content websites. And historically, we've always had automated systems in place that helped um, get people the most ROI for their keywords that they were running on these websites. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but even though we did that, there there was always a demand for, uh, from people to, to be able to set different bids for content websites. Um, and so that's something that we recently integrated into the product so that if you as a business really understand your ROI and you know that you're doing much better, for example, on content than you are doing on search, then you can raise your bids on the content network without affecting your bids on the search network. Um, and that way you can, again, really zoom in on where you're making the most money and spending the money in the right places. Um, and, and get that much better ROI. Excellent. And, uh, and another interesting point, actually, is that um, what this new system also enables you to do is that if you um, are 
only interested in the content network, for example, and you would rather not have your ad showing on the search, um, which could happen, then that's totally an option at this point. So at this point, you can say, just show my ads on content, these are my bids, and run with that. Wow, that's excellent. Well, actually, looking at the clock right now, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to be talking with Frederick Fales of Google AdWords and asking him what are the top pitfalls that users make and how can we avoid it so we don't waste our advertising dollars. We'll be right back, guys. Stay tuned. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Good Karma. You're listening to Greg Nyland, and I have Frederick Valais, the Google Senior Product Specialist on the line for AdWords. And we're here going to be talking about the top pitfalls that users make about using Google AdWords. Now, there's people that sometimes they pick the wrong keywords. Um, sometimes they don't use negative keywords. Um, Frederick, what would you say is, in your opinion, the biggest mistake people make? Um, I think you're absolutely right. It comes down to people not really sitting down at first and coming up with a bigger plan for what it is they're trying to achieve with their advertising on AdWords. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, it's sort of from the top down. Once they know their goals, if they're trying to get more leads, if they're trying to sell more product, that then determines how they need to structure that campaign. And at the very lowest level, um, you're absolutely right. It comes down to the keyword because some people, they go in with the expectation that, you know, I'm selling tennis shoes, so I'm going to run on the keyword shoes. And obviously, that's going to attract a lot of the wrong audience. It's going to uh, get people who need dress shoes, um, all types of sports shoes, but no tennis shoes. So um, f- fundamentally, because you're p- paying us on a cost-per-click basis, you're getting these clicks from people who are not interested in what you are offering, um, and you're wasting the budget on that. Um, and, of course, what you could have done is, like you said, if you picked the right keyword, so you picked tennis shoes right from the start, mm-hmm. then you would have had the right audience, and all of your ad budget would have gone to exactly reaching the people that, uh, that are most likely to buy the product you're selling. At the same time, if uh, you feel that tennis shoes is maybe a little too specific for you, there are other techniques such as the negative keyword like you mentioned. And in that case, you would use the keyword shoes, but maybe you would exclude all the types of shoes that you're not selling. So you would put in a negative keyword for dress shoes, casual shoes, soccer shoes, etc., Right. And I mean, some people are out there and they're using keywords like Danny Sullivan and cadavers. <laughs> and, that, and that is just to get curiosity clicks because I don't think anybody's really selling uh, cadavers or uh, should be selling those probably on the yeah. internet. Danny um, Sullivan's not yeah, available I mean, so on eBay. You definitely get curiosity clicks. And uh, again, what it comes down to at the end of the day is that, yes, you may get some clicks to your business, um, right. but you're probably trying to sell a product, right? But that's just some just, guy that went crazy with his keyword list. Exactly. Um, And it it kind of brings up another good point is that if you are picking these strange keywords because you're trying to do some sort of demographic targeting, Mm -hmm. then we actually do have a product which is site targeting where you can in fact pick a number of websites that are very closely related um, to to the demographic that you're trying to reach. And you don't have to pick keywords for those. So if you know that you're going for people um, who are very interested in consumer electronics, Maybe you can run your ads on a couple of websites that have product reviews, um, and then you don't have to worry about, do I pick the keyword camera, video camera, et cetera, because your ad is just going to run on those websites that are relevant to the, the audience you're trying to reach. Yeah, I also noticed a new uh, keyword tool, or at least it's new to me. Right. Um, if I type in the URL that I'm promoting, you guys will give me a list of keywords that you think I should go after. Um, and I thought yeah. that was really interesting. 
Yeah, it's one of our uh, newest tools as well. So we just rolled that out. Um, pretty much in the past, you had to choose your uh, fundamental keyword, and then we would find expansions off of that. Mm-hmm. Now you can put in that uh, URL, and we will take a look at that website and then uh, determine what concepts are relevant to it. Um, and based on that, we'll give you a number of keywords. And for those keywords, we'll, uh, we'll even give you estimates as to how much clicks you can get per day if you're doing a good job with the, the ad targeting. Right. And then that really helps people structure their account. And so I, I think the biggest second mistake that people make when setting up an account mm-hmm. is uh, the structure of the account in general. Um, so a lot of people don't understand when they come in for the first time how the accounts are structured and that there's different levels of specifying your targeting and your budgeting. So fundamentally, um, you have campaigns, and underneath campaigns you have ad groups. And the ad group is the fundamental unit of AdWords, and that's the level where you specify a number of keywords and the ad texts that they will trigger. Mm -hmm. Um, So what people sometimes do when they're first coming in is they just make one ad group, but they put in all 50 products that they're selling inside the one ad group. And then, of course, it becomes very difficult for uh, for them to specify that the keyword choose should trigger the ad that's about choose, whereas the keyword socks uh, should maybe trigger an ad that's about socks specifically. So if people understood that one ad group is a very tight unit um, with a close relationship between the keywords and the ad texts, they would do a lot better. Hey, Frederick, I know you're um, having a meeting coming up soon, and I just want to make sure we have enough time for Q&A. So do we have more time for discussion, or would you like to get into Q&A? Yeah, I'm sticking around. Okay, great. Um, then let's just do a little bit more discussion. We'll do a commercial break, then we'll come back for Q&A. So um, just following up, you know, so people looking out for those pitfalls, which, by the way, also your uh, blog spot and people can also go to Google Groups because now your new feature, helping users talk to users, right. which is another huge help for people, especially when they're starting off, you know, because you guys have over 1,000 people there, and i got to tell you the questions range from, you know, beginners to advanced, so don't be afraid to ask questions in that area. Exactly. Go over there and sign up. It's just great and information. And we also have a great hop center, so a lot of questions we have uh online demos and uh, little flash movies. Yep, uh, so just make sure really your flash is it. up to date. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that flash, is, it's just so helpful for young people and old people. You know, you guys just make it really simple to talk about all those features. Right. Um, one thing I would like to talk about, because you just can't get around it when you're talking PPC, um, you got Wall Street Journal doing articles about it and everyone saying the sky is falling. I know you're not the king of click fraud, but let's just touch a little bit about it. You sure. know, um, you guys have filters in place. You know, yes, we do. and can you talk a little bit about those filters? Yeah, I can't really talk specifically about what the filters are. It's um, you know, it's a little bit akin to the credit card companies, where they obviously have many systems right to track down fraudulent behavior of any sort. Mm-hmm. And the more that they disclose what those specific filters are, the more that the, the crooks can get around the systems. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. So I don't want to talk too much about the systems, but we take the problem very seriously. You know, at the end of the day, it's, it's not a large number of clicks that are invalid, mm-hmm. um, but, but it is obviously very important to us to, to make sure that our customers are getting the ROI, that they're, um, you know, to, to have their business be effective. Right. Um, and if we don't have the right technology, technology in place to prevent this type of invalid click behavior, um, then that's very detrimental for our business. So we take it very seriously. Um, and we have plenty of filters. 
as well as uh, you know an entire team of people that's behind that. Um, so uh, part of it is automated, part of it is uh, a manual. So if somebody writes into us and says, "I believe I have received invalid clicks," then that team will take it very seriously and investigate it um, using all the tools that we have available. Right. And if someone is suspicious and they see a lot of a huge spike in traffic, which by the way is common this time of the year, yeah. just because there's a lot of crazy, you know, people going online shopping, so you will see traffic spikes. But if anyone's suspicious out there, they should pull their log files, right? Check out the IPs, get as much data as possible and document it so that way you guys can easily move faster on it, right? Right. The more data that we have about why you think something went wrong, Mm -hmm. Um, the more quickly we can address those issues. And then if we do find that there was something that should not have happened, uh, we we give credits and we'll give refunds for all of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, But, I mean, you guys already catch so much of the click fraud, you know. Yeah, I mean, again, so there's plenty of automated systems in place, and they they catch most of it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, obviously it's a cat and mouse game, and we do everything we can to uh, stay ahead of the curve, but uh, there's always something new coming out, and um, we're always making sure that we're up at the latest uh, techniques that the crooks have figured out to... <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's trying to put your hole in the dam with all the cracks. You know, as soon as you get one, there's always a new one forming. But, you know, uh, one question I do have is, what are your office hours, just Monday to Friday? Or do you also have people on Saturday? Because it's one constant thing that I've been seeing on forums. Right, so right now we have office hours Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. until 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Pacific time. Right. Um, but we, so I, I'm part of the support team. Um, I, I sit in the same building with them, and I know that many people check their email on the weekends, especially in busier periods like now. Um, and they, they definitely do take a look for the bigger issues. So if there's something major like um, an account is not serving ads anymore because maybe there was a credit card problem or there's another major issue with an account, they will try to address those issues on the weekends. Now, when it comes down to, you know, the, the more basic stuff, like maybe a question about helping select a, a good keyword, um, that we will put back and, uh, and address mostly Monday through Friday. Right. So pretty much your official hours Monday to Friday, but you do have a great team that is put, going above and beyond for the holiday season. Right, absolutely. Yeah, that's excellent. All right, let's take a commercial break, and then we're going to come back with Q&A. I already have a bunch of them in the uh, private message to me, so if you want any more, send them on in, and we're going to be right back talking Q&A for AdWords. Webmaster Radio helps you to find your inner peace and help you discover the key to success. Webmaster Radio presents Good Karma. Whether you are a newbie or an experienced Internet Explorer, it's time to find the answers that you seek. Ask the questions that others are afraid to ask and earn the rewards of your good karma. And now Webmaster Radio presents Good Karma. Here is your host, Good ROI, Greg Nyland. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We have Frederick Valles on the line. He is the Senior Product Specialist for Google AdWords. And we're going to be opening up the floor to questions. So I hope, uh, Frederick, you're sitting on a uh, Teflon uh, chair there because this might get a little hot here. (laughs) Okay, let's see. All right. First question we have that I see is um, three keywords are currently inactive for search. 
The keywords are marked in the status column below. Improve their quality through optimization. Delete them or raise the keywords maximum CPC to the minimum bids indicated. Right. Um, and the person is asking, what should they do? Should optimization change the ad? If so, what do they have to do? Right. So really what we want people to do is if these keywords really are relevant to their business, then mm -hmm. we would like them to, uh, to optimize these. And optimization could be anything from, like you said, adding negative keywords to make these keywords uh, not trigger irrelevant variations uh, of the, the query. Or right. it could be making an ad text that's more relevant. So typically what works well is taking these keywords out of the current ad group and making a new ad group that's much more specific to these exact keywords. Um, if these three keywords are all very different, then make three new ad groups for them. Um, obviously, if people feel they've already done the best they can in terms of optimization, or maybe mm -hmm. they're just in a rush and they don't have time to do the optimization, then raising the CPC is also a fine option, but understand, of course, that you'll be paying a little bit more until these keywords then prove themselves to be um, of higher quality. Uh, last option, if the keywords are not very good and you kind of threw them in there to see if they might do any good for you, um, then you might as well delete them at this point. Right. And when you're doing optimization for the title and the description, are there certain keywords to use or certain keywords not to use? Well, I think what we want to see is a strong call to action in the ad text and something that's very specific to what your offer is. So if you have a great free shipping offer, that's a great thing to put in there. Um, you know, things that draw people to wanting to click on the ad and visit your website. Mm -hmm. um, that's obviously very helpful because that helps your CTR, and the CTR is an element of the quality score. Right. Um, and the CTR has a huge impact on your monthly ad budget. Exactly. You know, you get a good CTR, and you're going to get a lot of traffic for a real low amount of money. Exactly. Then you can get down all the way to the one-cent minimum CPC in some cases. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then the other thing as far as optimizing the, the title and the ad text it is obviously very helpful to make sure that your keyword appears somewhere in the ad text. It doesn't have to be specifically the title or the uh, uh, second or third line, but so long as it appears in there, that just makes a strong connection to the person who's uh, searching that, yes, your ad is, in fact, relevant to the thing they just typed in and just increases the likelihood, again, of that person wanting to check out your website. Right. And for people that, you know, might not, just getting back to the whole optimization here, um, as you were saying, you could also increase your bid, and I just don't want people to think they, they're going to get stuck with a high bid because if they get a high bid and they prove themselves, you can lower that bid and still maintain that traffic level. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to next question here. Um, pulling it up right now. Um, does my ad get shown every time a search is made for that keyword? How do I know if it's showing at the maximum it can? The average right. position doesn't tell me that. Right, so that's a fantastic question. That's actually a thing that confuses a lot of people in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So one of the options that you have with an AdWords account is at the campaign level, you can set a budget. And so take, for example, the keyword car where there's obviously quite a few searches per day done for that keyword. If you put in the keyword car and you said, I have an unlimited budget for this, then we could show you at a tremendous number of times. But what most people do is they pick a daily budget for this campaign that's typically you know, $100, maybe $1,000, and that doesn't necessarily cover um, our expectation for how many clicks this ad can get. 
So what we do is instead of showing the ad all the time uh, in the morning and using up all of your budget by the time you, that maybe it hits 9 o'clock in the morning, what we do is based on our expectation of how much traffic there will be, we spread out the delivery of that ad over the whole day. Mm-hmm. And, and they're right. So the, the easiest way to, to kind of figure out when your ad is going to be shown is to take a look at the daily budget settings. So we do make a recommendation. Um, at that level, you can go into any campaign and say, tell me what is my recommended daily budget. And then if that tells you it's $5,000 and you're only offering $100 per day, then you can figure that your ad is going to show about once in 50 times. Right. All right. And just following up on that, also if you have an ad that uses the keyword in the title, pointing to a page that discusses the keyword, what else can be done to optimize it? Um, actually, I think we already answered that one pretty well, much. Actually, I, I, th- I think I kind of have another uh, suggestion on that one. So if people feel like they've already done as much as they can do, mm-hmm. uh, one feature that a lot of people don't understand we have is multiple creatives. So inside one ad group, um, if you have tried one creative and it's doing okay, but maybe not as good as you would like it to do, you can add a second and a third creative, and all of these will be serving at the same time. Um, and so they're not serving at the same time on the same query, but what happens is the system uh, will rotate through them. And then over time, the system learns that maybe one of the ads performs significantly better than the others, and it will start giving more and more impressions to that one. Um, so it's a very easy way for, for people to just put in a couple of variations of different ad texts, different calls to action, and see what works best. Right. So they should be doing A-B testing, have exactly. multiple copies you know, of creative saying free shipping on one ad, don't mention the free shipping on the other ad, and then see which one gives them the better conversion rates. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and when we're talking, um, here's a great question also. When the ad has the low average position that we're talking about, would your first recommendation be to improve the ad quality or just up the bid price to prove yourself or doing a combination? That's really up to the advertiser. It depends on uh, how much they care about the position. But there are definitely some advertisers who feel they would rather be in position three or four, because maybe they cannot handle the volume of business, they get out of position one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's really a personal decision. Um, either one will work very well. If a person is looking for a quick fix and a guaranteed fix, then increase the CPC. If um, you're willing to put in a little more time to, to see the results be dramatically better over time, then yes, do take that time and, and spend some, um, you know, optimize the ad. Right, right. All right, I think we're going to be heading off into our final commercial break of the show, and then we're going to come back and wrap up the last few questions we have here. And if anyone has more questions, feel free to uh, private message them over to me. And we might also be trying to open up phone lines, so if you want to talk for a few minutes, uh, we'll be doing that when we come on back. Unfortunately, uh, due to some uh, technical difficulties and a bit of time constraints, Frederick is no longer with us. That's a runoff, but just want to thank him again for sharing all those helpful insights, especially during this holiday season when Google AdWords can really help us make a few extra sales and have a bit happier holidays with those extra profits. Just like to do a quick giveaway before we wrap the show up here. We're going to be giving away a $100 Google AdWords certificate to the person that gave us the best question to ask, Frederick. That person is Legion. Congratulations, Legion, in the chat room. 
every week. People in the chat room will be throwing away some uh, good freebies. And this week, Legion gets a $100 Google AdWords certificate. So congratulations, Legion. As for everyone else who has not tried Google or hasn't tried Google in a long time, we encourage you to go over there, check out their blog. They have a great one at adwords.blogspot. Also, their Learning Center has a lot of great, simple uh, flash tutorials. It'll walk you through every single step from the simple to the difficult. The Google API, great tool. Learn it, live it, love it. Google, they're making it easy for you. So, hey, have a great one. And that's going to be a wrap. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, Google. And have a good one. Talk with you next week.